recorded live in Manhattan's East Village from St. Mark's Church in the Bowery. This is the Poetry Project. So, in Ted Reese's recent Drains to Bay, um, unpublished, he writes, Anywhere can be a coffin if you want it to be, so scorn no resting place, only the whimperings of the new fertilizer, too colossal to believe with, growing the flight from penny bags into our unholy efflorescence at long fucking last. <clears throat> I'm reminded, of course, of the uproar that was caused when Costco, the wholesaler, began offering uh, coffins at their stores. People suggested that it was unseemly to do so, and perhaps uh, especially so because it came at the same time, um, I believe, uh, although I didn't fact-check myself rigidly enough, um, that Tri-State Crematorium, if anyone remembers this, in Georgia, had been found out to not be cremating many of the bodies that they had said they were cremating, but instead just burying them on their property. Does anyone remember this, this scandal? It's a really strange thing, because actually they were still burying the bodies. It wasn't as though they were doing anything unseemly. They just, their, the crematorium just wasn't working. Um, so, which is a fucked up story, but nonetheless. So, um, in this incident, families were given concrete dust instead of their loved ones' cremated bodies. So, you know, outside of the fact of, of, of this really disconcerting um, sort of short-circuiting of, of mourning and, and, of, and of having someone's remains, right, um, there's something about the gap between these things, death and burial, and the replacement of the self with an object that asks, asks us to note the, the rest or the remainder um, that exceeds us. Anywhere can be the concrete dust of the embodied self. So perhaps that's what uh, that's what Reese is identifying: the way the body can, after death, flower in the salt it pushes through the material barriers of the world at large. That's efflorescence. So drains the bay is teeming with what I at least find to be comforting challenges to the sort of eco ham comfort and disaster and the I told you so, you better learn to swim that exists in so much of late bourgeois society. Or, ra or really, what we can read as supposedly radical, secretly middle-of-the-road liberal anxiety-fueled quest for right ideology. And that isn't to say that there isn't one, it's just that it's also a bunch of crap, even if, like me, you, for example, compost. So, I take great solace in Ted uh, ripping on this hideous smug self-satisfaction, which one can, thankfully, find throughout his work. Let's take a look at a sonnet from last year where Reese writes, Yet to vacay in locales unaffected by irradiant loss is to lounge in dejection, sipping Monti in marbled obscurity, or wave jade tower beside respirator salesmen. Or, to return to Drains to Bay, there is nothing of the ideal here, so what passed as aesthetics can no longer be held high. Our swiftness against these new fens as evidence, as heaped scorn makes me come, potential for drowning perhaps imminent, the problematic only the devising of appropriate waiters for ourselves or the forcible capture of some armament. I want to say that it's all cheery in this poetry. I mean that there is a buoyancy even as we're on the brink of catastrophe and to argue that the most lovely part of Reese's poetry is its ability to make us feel absolutely at home with the hell that is this world. Anyway, that's how it makes me feel. <laughs> Thankfully, anywhere can be a coffin. Please welcome Ted Reese to the Poetry Project. Thank you, Judah. That was a really amazing introduction. Um, and thanks to the Poetry Project for adding me, and thank you to all the poets and people I don't know here, um, and 
also, especially to those people who are here, my parents are here. My godmother is here, which is really lovely and awesome. And oh my god, Josie Green. her in like seven years. Um, so I'm going to read from some new things this evening. Um, some of you who were at my reading um, in Brooklyn in late May during that crazy storm um, will be maybe slightly bored because I'm going to read um, that piece again. Um, but, you know, it's always nice to hear something twice, I think. Um, <clears throat> so the new stuff, um, I'm just going to dive into it, um, and I also want to uh, dedicate the reading to Grace Lee Boggs, who died today, who is um, perhaps an example for all of us who are working for a better world for um, everyone, especially those who are more downtrodden by this horrible ghastly machine. Uh, anyway, uh, so this is a, uh, a text called That. There is mud there, yes, rutted mud puddled dry despite swerves and a child glaring. This is the way slaughter operates then. So yes, still the child wearing only underwear on a muddy red bicycle and all these fucked trailers. One finds a grimace observing totem pole keychains, as though the glare doesn't make obvious my complicity. Windows of the rental car remain cleansed in the ridges rain, dad driving. A genre of dread is looking at a mountain then, flows of red sprawl, and this is all the soil. And exactly where are we sitting? The occasion you used an ATM on LSD for the first time convinced you of something, yet you continued to take LSD and use ATMs. <laughs> it sure is a nice day, historic elms and oaks. The oppression of every archway as one walks around it and it will not vanish. Sometimes there's a feeling that there is no bunker anywhere despite the bloated canned goods circulating. And then there's Disco Steve, Drinking wine, deep, deep, deep inside, deep, deep down inside. Forget bears resemblance to skin against bare mattress as the body stretches, or maybe whatever bird is singing there. The big problem where only some are punched upon waking and then in orchestration throughout the duration, then de capo al fine, the big problem where only some are punched upon waking and then in orchestration throughout the duration then, and the jerking grail of coda. <clears throat> you don't know spirited till tweakers hymning along to rock music regarding the crucifixion in a Cheyenne flea bag Highways hovering Black Hawk in the convoy. These eraser names, hideous conscription. Further towards universality, everything is always already a trap house with its singular door and particle board windows. It is just that we adore fooling others and by extension ourselves. The pool filled with dirt and chemicals, slung styrofoam bodega cups, all the mold in those pantries. 
There is a stream bed somewhere in the valley where white spiders must flow as if a font. There are the loaded Humvees. There is stadium faith's tonal aporia, the cocalico gradient, then blind cerulean gradient of the steppe. Your checkout person today was self. So thanks for the canned chili, tuna, and rice, self. At a moment when your friend suffers from scorbutic glum, gums, the obscenity of paying for food is ever more plain. Lines for feeds, slithering for blocks, and all these white people with toast can fuck off. Trotting for miles up and down a mountain highway bevied up on cardboard is a type of existence. Crystals and long flowing hugs in the natural grocery store aside. But we cannot all be Bling Bling or Thomas from Grand Rapids, though we could call each other family and mumble about Felix Mitchell, or we could slumber in the woods behind the rays with a dog named Sergeant Rocco. Depravity and stump levels seem directly proportional. Off-ramp, park, crude path marred by ATVs, vivisected lot sibilations, sun hitting the summit. <clears throat> the bunch grass obscured buildings slung low on Mesa made virtuous the plight of wanting to be left alone, a colonel's sedate unfolding in the temporal lobe. Thus, sunburnt men with secret crops parked along the feeder resemble the paranoia inherent in utopic ideation, as if breach and parcel were not cuddle buddies. What Tom Petty songs were made for is lost on metrocentricity, hitting cruise control and rubbing one's eyes while bashing past burly grain bins unresolved silhouettes, a liniment, albeit one concocted upon a convenient parallax, the short line of covered hoppers chugging in for loads. For lack of signal, we wander, and then my heart with pleasure fills or whatever, Brief erasure of the standard ping inculcation trusted as scrap bridge over the wash. <clears throat> there must be a religion based on living in lofts with motion activated security lighting, as there must be a pervasive unease. Cite the discotheque with attached bourbon lounge of days hence. So many hours of productivity are lost to the market for used car batteries. And maybe we should applaud that. Oh, simple morning profanities, an exhausted lung and stroke sense. The end of the month mattresses have become more enticing, but only because of a wider acceptance of polyurethane, the size of neglected straw and wood and unplucked sentient ducks and geese fluttering. There's the death of American cities. Maybe we should applaud that pondering what future generations of architecture students will term vernacular. Full frontal fitness, juicery, and spa. Waxed cardboard in humid conditions. So that's the new stuff. Um, uh, this next poem, um, I wrote, I'm not usually the person who like writes a poem during April, you know? Um, just because you know, National Poetry Writing Month, let's all write poems. Um, 
but I decided that I would write six lines every day for the month of April, and this is kind of the result of that. Um, and also, uh, in the middle of writing this, um, a good friend of mine, the poet um, Peter Cully, passed away. And so this was in memory of Peter Cully. Um, and oddly enough, a week before he died, I added um, an epigraph from Kenneth Irby um, from uh, his work to Max Douglas. And so um, the epigraph is, rolling on the edge of the nest, rolling on the knife edge of the blood-fouled west. <clears throat> the ability to discern particularly Cult of glass, cult of dirt, cult of strike me from the record pounding in our shared struggling ambience. Deep malaise evident in souls shuffling over the plaques, under what was forced urban redevelopment and what remains a banshee, glimpses of softer terminology. Thus, renewal. Thus, curatage. Indecision as to piecemealed or shattered irrelevant to vernacular state, as both describe accurately such progress. Living life in a blow-up storage facility, its sheet metal carefully wrinkled. Observing the lots and their destinies, the discarded stoicism of overgrown grass. Imagining what the level levelers will happen upon or till into new foundations. But what is a grown man doing riding a children's bicycle down the street at three in the morning? Why does it matter? He glides past the gold Pontiac blocked up with its tinted windows, smutty, whistling. No questions at this time, no mugging at me at this time, easy. Weaves and wigs heaped next to a monopoly board missing all its houses, the implications of that absence being testament to conurbation's prowess as virus, shifting loads of small sovereigns and screen glows. Run your hands over and over the samey foe, twine and reclaimed pine, soft or crisp, filtered and hollowed signification, Wrote points of sail and beards, flat, white, hegemony. What unanimic adjectives or pronouns will be in next year's bumper crop of reified conscious wallet openings? Sombrero. Andromeda. Magellan. Lagoon. Ptolemy. Whirlpool, cigar. To feel embarrassed for the friend shaman of the galaxy's side eyes, aimed at what we have continued to determine as singular life forms. As if respiration mattered an atom, celestially speaking, this a colony, and a colony, and a colony, and down to microscopic beads of blood the altitude of weapons plethoric, a stacked labyrinth of shudder. No one in this strip mall understands Chechenyo, yet we breathe in benzene dust unthinking. 
tiger seeds, and the oysters we suckle down our throats are imported, and also the nachos and mezcal that forms the basis of this chain restaurant's pale clientele, doused. Small sample size, this, with its boring aggression framing a yen for fault realignment everywhere, murder recognition at every pace. <clears throat> so destroy the key content terms in the word bank of the junior high social studies workbook page found weighed with glass and mud. Mercantilism, cash crops, charter, democratic, Mayflower compact, slave trade. Their euphemistic politesse betrays their multi-fibrous synaptic leads to the singular key content term left screamingly untouched. Genocide, fresh, wholesale, on various installment plans and in perpetuity. Go to Trackside, go to the res beyond Blackjack, go to Ghost Town West or Ghost Town East, go to North Yuma, figure Sandtown, or most of the towns surrounding Hamtramck, go anywhere. Just don't attempt to track a buffalo or navigate by the heavens or cup your hands in any stream beds. Depredation omnidirectional. Invisible digits, trash heuristics, cataclysms open road and burnt rubber, one long drift across the continent, though it won't get people's asses into theater seats. Pointing towards immense complicity does not yield healthy opening weekend box office receipts, and from that timestamp, there is swift mortality. Slam that burger and get the rifles. I heard howling near the pens. A common refrain not printed on whimsical tees snapped up by the new flannel class. Ironic distance, just distance as decades wear. <clears throat> Timepiece, handwritten inspirational note, Latte Rosetta, Rain Boots, Spruced up bicycle frame with flower basket, Battered luggage, bifocals. When true simplicity is gained, all of these things will become charred remains. And we who cannot afford expensive lifestyle magazines for ghosts, we will bear the teeth in all our scarcity, waiting for the bus that winds north-south over the abundant pilferings continuing light eminences. Why is this man wheeling a double-seated pram through the streets at daybreak? What is the standard of value in a pursuit such as this? besides global indexes of non-precious metals. A meal of meat, a can of poison, a modicum of safety, a pursuit of destruction. There's the sport of hunting anguish in bloom, but its supple gums flash at every blink, and thus the grand game quickly obviates itself. <clears throat> the cranes rise. Below, 
Lips are slaked with water from Shasta caverns, transported via tanker to bottling facilities in Japan, and then imported back to whatever bodega suits suits fancy, set adrift on free market's bliss. Let's pretend the earth's not sinking in the valley. Let's shovel buckets of unrefined shale gas and corn and almonds down our gullets. Let's get all our bath salts together and smoke them in a steamy jacuzzi, then go ham on some faces, ambulating the spires of technology, apparition-like, yucking the yum of accumulated bro flesh, uploading the footage to a darknet dropbox. Imposition after imposition waterfall, and this is where our quarrel arrives, coated in mist. How much rice is wasted in futile attempts to leach moisture out of cellular devices. How sentience is overrated anyway, left swipe with the semblance of breath as a manner of continuing this century's calcifying of the somatic. Or place yourself in an open expanse of ballast, small monadnocks, pompous grass softening the scene downy yellow. The front unit whistles and chugs, so gutting and gutted, the echo against overpass. Drink beer. Fly a kite. Take a shit in a bucket by the side of the road, giving the finger to passers-by, gawking at your genitals in the wind. <clears throat> Not being sympathetic to pigeons displays a lack within a person akin to poo-pooing admiration of ancient upright pianos. As if immense risk at all times meant nothing, the privation, nothing, the cooing songs dappling out in goddamned sun and jasmine, the movement of the shoulders trotting the lots to Aretha out a car, glass splay booted, the yell, pavement a tape unspooling in melancholic flutter. It raises a certain lovely specter of durability resisting obsolescence. Here where Edwardians sink and leak in rare spittle, yet their groans are maniacal laughter at the puking modernism increasingly cluttering the skies, where the shades are drawn and the streets are not the streets, but mere vectors for subliminal culture massage, that sort of harm. Where is this man in rags sliding to on a jacked-up razor scooter in burnt afternoon. This life of leisure explains, setting up between the domicile and the store and the corner, sweating like a fat rap, pumping tires in miasmic exhaust. How Richesse slinks in and out and in, thinking of the hill's monotony of vista and that awe of general despondence cursed peninsula and rats and palms, the fucking cranes rise, as do the bouncy castles on Saturdays. Generator hurl. Dawn, far chainsaw jangle refining highway strip. These stains folded into bioacoustics astride the ridge's top, the sumptuous rattlings of the eucalyptus crowded as elsewhere. There is no such thing as an ear in solitude. And this is dismal, this permeability, indicating little left to adventure towards.
Thus, the list of people who disappeared mysteriously, last seen carrying muddy coffees into the weeds beyond the pylons plastered with flyers, last seen crouching in a tent adjacent to interchange, last seen dozing in shrubs surrounding the pilot, last seen barefoot in a shack dumbly staring at a train, Last seen in possibility, <clears throat> clubbed by data packets, charity bananas, cardboard wheeled by luxury sedans that honk constantly. Juicy steaks, rivulet down chins, and orange bile crowds swept sidewalks. We're so fucked up, and we're going to rage later on a massive burial ground. Everlasting shrug at toe dirt. Empire's hygiene regimen, Everly scrubbing to conclusion of potatoes being gnawed upon by field mice in the wreck of detached bird wings, airplane vodkas drained, takeout containers, twigs, ads for day labor. And now I find myself in tedium. My inner resources not sapped but subject to the truncheon of the diurnal stew of continuing, lapping the blocks clogged with all us vehicularly housed, the dog snorting at all turds as I throw hers over fresh construction cyclone, game lights in the park again. Whereas our remnants dumped, whereas sewage in red cups, whereas the long view of bleeding distortion off the street in noon, reefer home at the DHS inspection facility, cords of redwood marinating under the on-ramp, the insoluble explosion of lupine every spring in this fracture. It is the era of the familiar as intractable, so often battling the itch of sight, discarded mattresses like centuries to a complacency extant so long as rambling is negated, scoping new interstices to shack into. Maybe this is a lethargy, to want away from the consistent residue of woe that slathered over every settling hem and alteration to the streets and people in them, to rally towards a distance still awash in crimson but not active and vicious and vampirics in their broadcast, as if there were any ideas besides social war marathons rampaging my skull, as if escape hatches. Perhaps at issue is collective memory as suckling pig, forgetfulness purposive. That the old station did not stay hulking and reconstructed as filmic fetish, that we never slatted through its guts, fingers rusty run along wrought iron railings of departure. That my temple couldn't rattle with the vibrating jungle, eye to eye with rigs and rat shit and trifles of dirt, hand over to emulation as nearly accomplished. <clears throat> the Monterey Pine, that sentineled corner, seen for miles, is felled, but exists here now, its deep gnarls and oceanic needled swetness, it being a once and future collaborator. Will we be its last speakers? 
Is there a defiance here, a refusal to allow such excisions? Let's begin a chat room about conquers. Maybe cut and paste some crocuses onto kids' foreheads as an entreaty to bathe eyes in waxy splendor. In optics of fiber carrying information mediated only by chlorophyll and the views from Polaris. How else to expunge the thrumming of feeds and blather from the eyelids? How else to force the feet to touch pavement, to display those subtle movements of twigs? Women conversing on the stoop, the man carburetor fumbling, alleys filled with padding cats, fences nosed by dogs. This minutiae that forms the reports outside of narratives established and codified. This isn't to suggest a shield, but rather to engage in empathics so that the body on the ground is felt and ricochets back and forth in time for the viewer's limbic duration, whereupon it is inherited. Multi-generational accomplices for going state patterns of whatever. <clears throat> in favor of a busting forth and out in a palatial and treasonous moire. Thank you. Uh, Cameron Williams' work, well, this is what I wrote anyway. Let me stick to one of his books. I'll stick to Howell, which is in the back. If you don't have a copy, you should. Matthias um, published it in 2011. So Howell is, at its core, a circumstantial book, as the notes to it at the close of the text tell us. Howell and the subsequent uh, divagations in the text of uh, the other um, uh, sections of the book, once you get it, you'll understand what I mean, are extraordinary for their ability to draw from the material of the geographic fact of Howell, Michigan, to ring from it in um, its sound sense in such a way that the place seems to be pulled along lines of alliterative repetition, sightline, vowel clusters, and as though pressed into a three-dimensional reactivity as a book, one that remembers itself or its past continuously. Um, though with the crystallization of encoding that can only be accomplished through those biosyntactical constellations of rhetoric, place, quotation, and interior illusion. I mean, I really love this book. It's scaffolding. A form is so meticulously wrought, it pops. I mean, it pops. Um, the second one was italicized, but you can't <laughs> emote that way. <laughs> so, let's take a quick look at the poem, The Blank Space After the Hyphen that Doubles as Two. Which, exemplifi which exemplifies for me, in some ways, Tyrone's poetics. Um, so this is the poem. Balloons fest, fantasy of light parade, melons sun, nothing alligatorish attaches, nothing, not ever even, when balloons fester, occlude sky, feeding in the mind. The distance in this poem, represented by the linear space of the hyphen of the title, is processed through a reciprocal structure as the lines move across the page. I'm seeing this in three dimensions now, and then back, resisting attachment at nothing, and through the sound structures generally that likewise move in reciprocal and thus entwined distance. But where is the linear here? That is, the hyphen. The linear the hyphen is caught in the fact of distances bi-directional space, a space of doubling, of Janus face looking, and of the vertical space of flight, and perhaps we could say the literal depth of the page as it develops meaning from an historical sense of its own materiality. In other words, Time's relationship to the space of literature as a stacking, and a stacking before it is a piling. Yes. 
So, lineation is also a, a product of the parade, and the way its light casts the imprint of this same secondary frame of sight as weight, i.e., the occlusion of scum, that feeding in the mind can be nothing more than the imprint of sight, weight, and quotation, much as we may think of photography and afterimage. Tyrone's poem's concurrence, a logopoeia uh, par excellence, also concentrates itself on the reported, that is, the assembling of fact. And this runs throughout his work, I think, from the incompletion, not a cipher, but an incompletion inherent in the source. His poems then shock this material into existence as though bringing out the musicality, let's say, from a potato or a block of wood or a bridge. Um, this is all to say that I'm writing this, uh, this is when I was writing this in my head, I was speaking this into this page. So this is to, all to say that I'm writing this and know that I want to say so much more about this poem or these poems or these books or Tyrone as a poet, the ways in which its consonants dance, dance across the poem or the ways in which the doubled consonants and elongated vowels balloons twice in the poem, occlude, which includes both alligatorish attaches, feeding, and the alliterative exterior doublings produce these effects but I'm getting carried away. In fact, you probably don't know what I'm talking about at this point, but I'm really deep, deep in the poem, I swear. And I can't spend all of night up here. Close reading Tyrone's work. But I also can't pretend as though I don't want to move into that mode or that I can avoid it. So without further ado, please welcome Tyrone Williams to the Poetry Project. It's interesting. It's nice to meet, to see new people, uh, I was going to say old people, sorry, but <laughs> other old people, <laughs> old friends, new friends, um, this is why it's always great to come back to, to New York, for me, um, this is going to stay up here, I'm also dealing with sinuses too, so that you know in advance. I'm going to read um, a couple of poems from a chapbook I did with Brenda, um, Red Between Green. Um, and you'll see how, I think, I think you'll see how this leads into a couple of poems from Powell that Judah was just talking about. And then uh, some newer work. So I'm going to start with the reprise, even though what it reprises, so to speak, is what will follow. How? The pale face of the red man stars as a Cheshire cat shooting a snuff film, a buddy movie, co-star, sidekick, the Gatling gun. As for the reds at scale, Backdrop credits. The gold rush pans out. Wide shot of a shrinking cutting floor where the extras, good sports, lie in state, city, and street names. Pale approximations of the gold standard. Colorful logos, mascots, gear, etc. Street cred knockoffs. The sport of repeating guns, repeating history, repeating its land, mascon found.
<clears throat> Gray is the new red. There but for the goat go I, eye for an eye, a little red, eulogy for clay crisps as burnt, scorch sinkhole, or flipped up, big sitting hoodie, chokehold held at as a strange outcropping. Handcuffs, cufflinks, choices yours. As long as they're inflated brambles, thickets in a downturn, hold ground. Beget, get, letters propped, propping up. A burning building dials in flannel, sensible shoes in furlough Fridays. Ultra de fa. Sorry, ultra de fe. Sorry, my French. The sun slides back. Black box slapped red. Original fever with abandon. Raised handicap. Mirror, mirror across the lake. Who's whom who's? Orange, red nymph. So I'm going to read a little bit <clears throat> from or one part of one section of how, also called how. One, how to live between the attic ceiling and the house roof. As the obscene ask, desernaya, obstacle expletive, nth nurse, House Fra, Grand Marshal, Powers of the Keys, Granular, granular Adjudicator of Disputes, Aniant, Fourth Policewoman, Coming, Atmospheric Bitstorm. So too slink two, pass two, passes through the tooth, not yet gone, ache of the lobby. Pink tip towing the lip slip back into the uplift of something a little bit more biteless. Please, floor, squeaks low as the grounds above the ground floor implode. He would fall silently in an instant, blown, back as a future taking to school. Boy, if you don't get that bass out of, that bass out of your mouth, by the slap upside the knuckle-headed hand, Two, how to live between the crawl and crawl space. Ah, it was not, wasn't it? Never had been a story told before all the men and women that ever have been or ever will be, and before all the angels, good and bad. Always as a story would depend on which tendency is in the ascendancy at one particular time. Star. An address to the Negroes of the state of New York. Go, a dialogue entitled The Kind Master and the Dutiful Servant. Obstinate. Dear Jesus, we would fly to the obstacle. When virtue comes in bright array, discovers every sin, we see the danger of the day and fly unto our king. 
Sky, you are not to have been groundless, far-reaching or minimal, mere optimism of the will, pop-ups, the, the pessimism of the intellect, protracted loading of a new page per se. You are not meant to be specious, vanishing every 20 minutes and counting backwards. HMSS. The little hill of dead people is a straight and dark, and some who eat nasty themselves prison house and abode adobe of the men without skins and lost souls filled with their morning water. The straightness of this prison household is expressly designed by God to punish we who refuse to be bound by HMSS laws. In earth-locked prisons, the poor weed has at least someone is thrashing, but there is no room to do it in, where only the foul hill of his cell or in among the gloomy mass yards of his prison household house. Not so, if we had more to drink, we could make tears. There, by reason of the great number of the weed, are all trying to leave our bodies behind. The prisoners are heaped together in their awful prison, the walls of which are said to be, the man on my face is dead thick. <clears throat> this is an imaginary letter from John Smith, colonizer of the Virginia Commonwealth to Charles Olson. Olson, as you know, is a, was a great admirer of Smith. To the future master, Charlie Rebel, among the topos of our Lord, 1630. Now, reduced to here, this island discreet, I myself am, on, am only I, a thwarted man. Petition after petition to go abroad to return to the new world I Christian New England. I dream, of course, of that day when it would be necessary to rename this spit of land New Britain. For our king, yes, yours too, that pinnacle of divine right you keep trying to flatten into your as our manifest destiny. Rejected, denied. So I write, but what else can a desailed man do? Yes, I am reduced to a man of letters, the humiliation of the desk and sitting room. I presume you would have known and doubtless would have despised Tennyson's Ulysses, that house where we pay on to our all too soon waning empire, an ache I feel even though I stand on the other side of the bell curve in ascension. I get it, and though you sit no stand, awash in the glorious light of broken and conflated humors, not unlike your presumptuous United States of America, the genetic flaw, your mortal core upon itself, has become, shall we posit, rather visible. I know something about this, and told, have heard they claim am too familiar. And so I am family, one of your ancestors, if not a relative. I remain flattered to be claimed as one of your heroes. You understand then the necessity of conquest the annexation of spatiality by space, 
when manifold of departure and destination is here we stand. Yes, I too have toppled the tyranny of metaphor, imprisonment in the cells of my poems. However, I am disturbed by reports from the future prior to yours, this Ryman and his influence on, if not over you. Yes, I managed to map important sections of the land I dubbed New England, but this mapping, however technical, could not be extracted into the mathematical idealisms that you derive from Romanian geometry. This is hardly a defense of Euclid, that other genius of idealism. The earth is neither round nor flat, nor is it a sphere even if it approaches a spherical. You cast out the chimera of metaphor only to sneak it back in under the cover of metanel, a maximum contiguity cobbled together as a metaphysics of materialism. There is, in your various essays on the getting rid of this and that, a letting in that comes or stands between the typewriter and thing, that is, an invited company of things that stand between one thing and another thing. Perhaps this is all due to this thing you dub literature, which you scorn as that which interferes with what is before us, what can be apprehended by the musket, by the force of speech, though I have found in my limited experience nothing gets through the muck like a good sound thrashing. By then you have heard the rumors, the alleged mutiny, insurrection, and totalitarianism, which I will not deny to you, my brother, to come. I confess to these acts, but not to their criminalization. For I crossed the sea with a ship of fools, a stiff-necked whore dressed up as crew and passengers. Were it not for me, you and your states would not exist. I apologize for nothing. I do not regret. Do not look back. Put one foot in front of another as I march into the annals which will have chronicled my journeys. You understand a man like me, a man who gets things done, the petty mores and customs of little minds notwithstanding. We are never not at war, and yet my expeditions which demanded the sacrifice of men are used to punish me as though I am to be held accountable for losses without compensations for the gains. I am held up as an example, pinned within the stockade of a people whose very survival remained perilous but for my interventions. What is at issue is neither the events nor their secrets, but only the question of interpretation, how these markers are to be held, or if you will, published as history. I won, triumphed over adversity, raised my savage countrymen to the highest pitch of possibility, and yet, though I put down this history, this mapping in my own books, they have been overridden by the envious and poisonous pens of my enemies. I trust you will provide the remedy for these injustices, these bloated travesties, the likes of which are truly unparalleled in the history of our, pardon me, my great land. I am once again a sea, but this time I have no deck below me, no men around me. I spend my days writing letters to Her Majesty, letters that I know go unread, or if read, are scorned, tossed aside, as I have been discarded, decommissioned. Usurped by scribblers who write of the savages with no direct knowledge of their habits and customs, who guess at the circumference of seas, rivers, lakes by sight alone, I am bereft. My attention to the particulars of coastal erosion, tidal eddies reduced to pedantry. 
You too will suffer this fate, your incompetence at chair-sitting and bluster, exposed in all its nakedness, what will be your big horn. Call it Black Rock, your humble brother, Captain John Smith. A rat, oars at rest, backed up sloop, logged out, blank screen, slack sail, hedged canoe, listless list, save for sleepwear era, snore, sick, snort, sick, pitch, yawned, boot, broken link, Awake, hog tied to this hand held, ahoy, please God, heliport. Barnacle and Patina. Call me drag, anchor ab extra on the download. Tiresias 2.0, X and not then, Y. A bridge. Call update infected, attachment white cell count platelet, and own house mode home, wannabe hall. Call me fresh new coat of age, swamping blind pig, failed footage, crack monaco. Call me K, always on my way to some benighted castle, uppermost prison, right of left. Unstamped stockade, illegible keys. Bowsprit and mast. The vernacular, a gentleman's sports coat, soaked, soiled for the sake of a lady's slip-ons, clogs, mules, ends up in the back of a second-hand storefront as a vest plus a pair of pants fit, fit for a pixie, dwarf, troll, who will come like Pinocchio's nose, billowing like a narrow cast chest, wrapped in the flag of a high, taken for tall. Pump per gondola, gondola, for Richard Pryor. A couple of poles taking a piss. Man, this water sure is cold. Deep, too. <laughs> Dial. Out here, the affluenza of crude salt airs out. A spread of trade wind humors. The drone of an ambient language. Flash firefight the power state, an antecedent modifier, speak English, prepare to be boarded, to come aboard all hope. Gangplank of size. Once upon a ship in the bottle, ever after a popsicle stick sticks out. Twisted rudder. <clears throat> my hands have got one hand behind my back. 
Screw those bitches yapping fro, screw those gold diggers plowing for some rocks. My other hand, my bridge alone, floats my boat, Rob Worth. Versa, verso. Washed ashore with driftwood, the underreported remains of a skiff, the brain reportedly sinks into sand, a sandhill with sand castle, if not surfboard aspirations, the skateboard of the mind, being said as a pouring over, if not poured over, washes both brain and mind back into sand, out, by, out to sea, where perhaps some port, if not some salvaging, porter. Maroon. On the other hand, real cool ad hoc above men running for exception. A once now nunce esquire, briefly, a drawn shade wanted here. However, castaway shadow of the drowned, warriors walking underwater, there ashore, peppered with spent rounds. Pardon me? Star. Half of her waters, the water, half, water's end. She begins only when she clings to the leaks in the ceiling, leaks caught by her in her as she hovers above a sword, a sword one-eighth of a star. We'll be done in a few minutes, this is good. Just a more. Like church. Pilot Limited. AKA ship to boat, overboard her middle nay, safety net her first miss, no last misses. The wheel her wild, fill of a massive underhandled minus. Harbors in in no time, and less each time. She turns the wheel over to the pilot, elided little eye in lieu of captain. He takes her up here out to sea, and her a slip, plus the slip. Set net. A sea the homo sapiens among us soon evaporate, condensed above as clouds, umbrella of meta. The humans left behind in cultures Neanderthals in vexed caves of petri disbelief. Seas congeal, suspend bridges, what gets through stopped up ears. A hand overboard slows to a glove. A leg retracts. A production lists for pyramid. The trade winds stage direction. Exunt totes the wake.
So thank you. This is the last one. There is a misery so great it over. There is a misery so great it overwhelms, washes out the carbon print of an uncut diamond, congealed excrement, arrested stall, a grief lacerated spirit, a house rent asunder into two reverse mirrors, the back of God, the back of a skydiving angel, the rim of a trumpet blocked by the back of the head of a trumpet player, a death that cheats itself, a mind expelled from the brain by the brain, an echo that never returns as the heard again, unspoken stutter, quarantine arpeggio, a solitude enforced by fellow shipwreck. Thank you. The Poetry Project has promoted, fostered, and inspired the reading and writing of contemporary poetry since 1966. Consider supporting us by checking out a reading, becoming a member, or donating at poetryproject.org.